Boom. Hello. What's up? Drunkumentaries. Episode five. Is it five? I wow. think so. I know. Nice. Right? I don't know. Gwen's here. Gwen's here. It's uh, today. Gwen and I have known each other for a whole year. Woo! So I got pretty emotional about that earlier. She's getting her nose scratched, which she loves. She loves it. Because she's a smush face. She's a nug. Um, um, what are we yeah, drinking? So we're chilling. We're drinking Barefoot Rosé. That's right. So it's no white girl rosé from... Oh, yeah. Not the American meme, but pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> pretty Maybe we close. can do a comparison after we get the white girl rosé. True. They didn't have that at CVS, I looked. Because <laughs> <laughs> we shop classy. Yeah. Um, we, we had cheese curds from Culver's, and wow. I wish we had them while we were recording, because it would have been funny. You but. know, though, I was thinking about it, and from the episode when we were eating the sushi, <laughs> you could just really hear us like, chowing gross. down on our food. It is kind of gross, yeah. Maybe we Sorry, guys. do that. Yeah, maybe we will. But won't. bitches get hungry, and we're drinking, so then we gotta, like, curb... Carb carb load. (laughs) Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. So that that was pretty tight. (sighs) All right. Well, um, we're recording an episode on another Netflix documentary called Happy. Um, normally we just scroll through and we're like, "What are we doing today?" Yeah. (laughs) Unless we like have something cool lined up, but. We're only so, on episode five. Yeah, so, so we, we got like four minutes in to see if this was going to be interesting, and I think we both agree that it will be. Yeah. I think it's going to make us emotional. Yeah, it's setting us up for some deep yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. So shit. I guess it seems like it's going to be like studies about happiness, what makes people happy, what even is happiness. Yeah. Comparing your, it across countries, too. What's your offhand definition of happiness? What is your... Are you asking me? Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh... I don't think I can answer that. I don't really know if I can. I'm going to try, though. I want to try. Okay. Um, oh, my that's bad. That's our dryer. That's going <laughs> to happen again in, like, 90 seconds. That's okay. It'll give me time to think about my answer. <laughs> um, we need, like, thinking music <laughs> that I can put on here so I'm not just sitting silently. <laughs> also, guys, we need a theme song. We got a friend working on it, but if you have suggestions, let a girl know. Yeah. Because yeah. we want something, like, fun and upbeat. And, like, I was thinking, like, Friends-esque. We don't want the Friends theme song itself, A, because copyright, B, because neither of us are that big of Friends fans. No, I don't care. But, like, that kind of, like, fun sound. Vibe. Yeah. Vibe. Yeah. Oh, my God. I don't know. Happiness. Can I list things that would make me happy? Sure. And then think yeah, of that? Yeah, of course. Okay, like, my job makes me happy. Okay. Wow. A lot of people can't say that. Yeah. So that's good. My job makes me happy. Living with you makes me happy. Living on my own makes me happy. Yeah. Um, having a functioning car. And I feel like I don't even think about it on like a deep level. I'm just like like my cat. Uh animals. Going to the beach. Yeah, like things that I do make really? me happy. Going yeah. to see the Christmas lights made me yeah. feel actual pure joy. Yeah. Like I can. Disney. Yeah, I can recall moments in my life where I've been happy, where I felt happiness. Yeah. And I, I think, can't really say that I'm depressed maybe, anymore. So. Maybe happiness is just like being free of worry. <gasps> yeah. Yeah, you or know, like, yeah, or moment. It could be momentary <laughs> too. It doesn't. It they don't say that happiness is long lasting. At least so far they haven't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe like overall, like in general. I feel like overall in general, I'm happy. But I have days where I just right. like literally feel horrible and everything's horrible. Right. Same. And I'm anxious and I'm sad and sometimes for no seemingly no goddamn reason. Okay, bye, Gwen. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. okay. And I feel like this documentary is going to make me realize, like, I have no reason for that to happen. Yeah. Sometimes it's just your brain be like that, but that's a whole nother conversation. Right. What is it that Miranda says? Sometimes. Oh, what? It be like they that sometimes? Yeah, no, no. The people don't think like think it be like that but sometimes, it do. but it do. 
Yeah. Oh, God. I murdered that, but Miranda says it much better. <laughs> and very smoothly. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like if I was going to be truly happy, yeah, being free from worry, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. I'm going to stick with that. Yeah, I think for me... I'd be worrying about shit all the time for no reason. Yeah, I do. I think that's relevant to... There's a bug. I saw it. Sorry. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think... <laughs> sounds real bad, but like... I While I don't necessarily believe that material things can make one happy, I do enjoy buying things. Oh, hell like, yeah. Like, that makes me happy to like... Or like... Have things yeah. that I enjoy. And like, I don't mean like... My BBA. Yes, I bought him because he makes me happy. But, like, I love buying books. I could sit in a bookstore for the rest of my life and never be sad. Yeah. Ever. True that. Even if I read a sad book. coffee shop inside. I'm saying. I'll never have to leave. That, to me, makes me happy. So. Or Disney. Give me a bookstore at Disney. Fuck. Whoa. (laughs) All right. We'll finish this. And we'll be back. Okay, bye. Here we go. We are back. And I'm a little tipsy. Yeah, yeah. I'm, like, tired tipsy, though. It's not like a... <laughs> I mean, wine. Yeah. <laughs> wine gets me ready That's for... That's how bed. wine is. Which is good, because I definitely have to go to sleep when we're done with this. <laughs> but we did our swiped one on wine, so... Yeah. On wine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm still going. I just poured my second glass, so I'm on my first glass, but it was very full, and I'm it was very, very full, slow. and it's very voluminous. I almost said <laughs> bulbous, bulbous or bulbous. Bulbous. <laughs> it's. I mean, what it I'm is trying very round. to say, yes. What I'm trying to say is, it holds more wine than it looks like it holds. Yes. Also, the fact that like I'm drinking it very slowly because I it's very sweet, mm. and I got pretty tipsy. So then I slowed down, so now I'm just not drinking. You ever, like, drink wine straight out of a bag of wine? Never drink it straight out of a bag, but I drink <laughs> oh, yeah, it straight either. out of a bottle. <laughs> I can't open your phone. <laughs> just kidding. Oh. It's, it locked me out. Okay. Um. So we watched Happy, like we said, probably five seconds earlier. Um. I enjoyed it. Have you heard of it before? I've never heard of I it feel before. Like I'd I think we just seen happened upon it, it, but yeah, for the most part, we have. I hadn't even it. seen it. I think like it blends in really well with this. First of all, um, but yeah, I haven't seen it, and it's it was great. It was very good. I was just saying when we finished it, it was very well done. Yeah, it was thought provoking. It was thought provoking. It was even like you know aesthetically pleasing. I feel when was this um, made? Oh yeah, I don't know. Uh-huh. I, I it seemed as though a lot of the footage 2011 it's okay it seemed Not like a lot bad. of the footage had been yeah. like recorded and like it, it all looked old i think okay this is very like deep into the show into the movie but you know the part where the comedian's at the school and he's yeah. doing that talk i feel like that had to have been recorded before because he was talking about grand theft auto Vice City. Vice City and (laughs) MySpace. And I was just like, wait. So probably like early 2000s. Yeah. I think they they had footage from other things and they were like, oh, this would go really well here. Or maybe he knew people that like had done that. I mean, a lot of it, like you can tell that he did all of the interviews for this film. Yeah. Versus other things. But yeah. Okay. It Um, was was really good though. I really enjoyed it. Here. What's it doing to me? Boom, 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 boom. Okay. You got it? I think so. Uh, all right. So, um, this mo- this documentary takes us through, like, different countries um, mm-hmm. and talks about, like, different forms of happiness. There's a lot more to it, but basically we start in a small home in India. Um, it's, like, Kolkata slum or something. Yeah, it's a slum course. in yeah. Kolkata, I think. Yeah. Um, and we meet a man who's really happy, and he pulls, what was the word for it? I don't know. It's rickshaw. Right with R. Rickshaw, yeah. He pulls a rickshaw in town on his bare feet with his hands. And if you don't know what a rickshaw is, you know those, like, bicycle people with the little carriages on the back? It's that without the bicycle. Yeah, he you're, does just, it himself. you're just manpowering a little carriage. It's crazy. With people in it. Like a pedicab with no bike. And he's like, people are abusive. 
And he's like, but that's fine. He's like, I'm still going to drive him because if I talk back or react, they're not going to get in my rickshaw tomorrow. <laughs> I just want Are you to not lock me out again. Oh, I don't know how to do that. Okay. Um, yeah, so he basically talks about some struggles that he goes through and how, like, his home has a win- a window. And it's, like, mostly covered by a tarp. Yeah, and that and when it rain fucking gets in, it's hard. monsoons yes, in India. It does. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, and he's like, other than that, we live a great life. Sometimes all we eat is rice with salt, but we're happy. And I think that part actually played before we before we recorded the intro, and we were just like, it just Fuck. hurts my heart because yeah. I complain about paying my rent. And yeah, we like, bitch about how much, uh, well, I feel like me more so than you, but, like, we don't like the apartment that we live in. For oh, no, part. I definitely don't like it. I just yeah. try to keep it in here because if I let it out, it's going to get real bad. <laughs> like, um, we don't like the apartment we live in, but guess what? It has a roof. Way more than those people have. A roof that if it monsoons here, it's not going to bust in on us. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. We have a Christmas tree with lights on it. Yeah. And with couches and flushing toilets and lights <laughs> and and lights and electricity and air conditioning. Air con- oh god, air conditioning! I almost put my password in here. Like these people don't even. Not only do they like maybe they know what it is, but they've likely never experienced any of it. Yeah. Which would they even know what to do with it? Would they care? I don't know. I don't know. Like maybe food. They might care, but other than that, like, would they care? They are, they seemed very, really happy. And, like, I've been happier and better and in worse situations than this. Yeah. But, like, what? It's just, it's a, it's a harsh concept, yeah, yeah, to think about. Definitely, um, like, puts a lot of, like, truth, I guess, for lack of a better word, to the phrase, like, first world problems, like. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. And they also start talking about, there's a, our, my notes jump around a little bit because there's only a few parts that like really stood out. Only a few. There's a lot of parts that are great. There's only a few parts that like I took actual notes on. Um, and they mentioned how 50% of our genes gives our, ge- like we have a genetic set point of happiness. I have two thoughts. My first thought was utter bullshit. My second thought was, I don't know how any of that works, so how would I know? And they said circumstances, so like your job, your money, your whatever, like your hobby, I guess, gives you 10% of your happiness, and the other 40% is unknown, so that is derived from the intentional behaviors you do that like you do on a regular basis to become happy. So like go kayaking or aerial yoga or ride my horse. I thought that was very interesting because for myself personally, like growing up my whole life, I think and I think I said this in the intro already, but I think that like generally I'm a happy person. I didn't understand I didn't even understand the concept of like depression, anxiety, anything like that until Probably until I was in college, and it wasn't even, like, firsthand. It was just because I was exposed to, like, different types of people and more people. Yeah. But, like, I didn't really experience, like, anxiety to the level that I do now until, like, my adult life. That leads me to one of my things that I... Because I, mean, I, I definitely wrote that in here earlier about, like, how... Let me see if I can find it. I just feel like overall, like, I I understand what they were saying about, like, you have a baseline of happiness. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like I've experienced that in my life. Yeah. Like, I've never, I've always just been, like, for the most part, like, if it was a straight line, it would be a happy line. Right. I I definitely feel the same way. I've only had one, like, general down where even... Even as low as my family and I were, I was, I could still consider myself happier than others. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Maybe not. No, that makes sense. Not comparatively happy to where I had been, but definitely happier than 
what I've seen. Yeah. And that, yeah, that like, sense. made me think about a part where he was talking about um, how there's money, image, and status, which are extrinsic goals. Yeah. Um, and versus the intrinsic goals, which is personal growth, the relationships you have, and the community feeling of, like, how you can make the world a better place. Yeah, your desire to help. Yeah. And I feel like our generation is definitely the latter, but also we all want money because we can't survive without it. And, like... I, wrote, I literally wrote, we want money to pay bills and buy clothes. We don't want a Maserati. We don't want That's a big a good point. home. We want to be able to have a roof over our head. Yeah. Without struggling to pay the electricity in our roof over our head. Yeah. And, like, it was talking about, like, how people that want the intri- or have the intrinsic goals have more vitality, less anxiety and depression. And I was like, mm-hmm. then why is my generation who goes out and does the things they want to do, have more anxiety and more depression. Because we have social media. They don't really talk not about even, social media in Not this. even that. Like, I just feel like... Because for me, social media has nothing to do with me being able to pay my bills. Being Good able point. to pay my bills stresses me out more than literally anything else in the world. Yeah. Literally anything else. And it's because of the stuff that I've gone through. But, like, I can cry over a man for however long it takes for me to get over that man and it still will not stress me out as much as paying yeah that's true like that to me is what got me because i was just like okay like but my generation just wants to pay their bills and we're still a more depressed generation than anything i've ever seen so yeah i don't don't interesting concept yeah yeah I jumped ahead a little, but I wanted to point that out because it made me think of it. Um, So, like I said, in this, we jump around from, like, countries, but, like, also in the U.S. So, our first stop was Louisiana. Um, We meet Roy Blanchard Sr., who is Cajun as Cajun gets. Yeah, wow. (laughs) (laughs) He was beautiful. Reminded me of Swamp People. If you've never seen it, don't watch it. (laughs) I love them, but only for short spurts of time. Um... It, but he was just kind of talking about his life, honestly, like, what he does. And because they're they're literally going around asking people, like, what do you want from life? Or what makes you happy? Because they'll ask people, like, what do you want from life? And then they'll be like, oh, what makes you happy? Because people usually say happiness. Yeah, um, like, uh, yeah. Go ahead. What's your life goal? Oh, to be happy. And they're like, okay, but what is that? Yeah. One guy said money. So, yeah. you know, whatever. Um, this guy was, uh, he was just like, I'll just come out here on the boat and listen to nature and watch the birds fly. And we get like a real, like a solid 10 seconds of peacefulness on the TV. It was great. Yeah. I wish like I had a been really there. cool sunset and just like birds flapping. Zen as shit. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, but he said something that Sydney and I both firmly agree with nature is good medicine. Nature is good medicine. Can confirm. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I definitely feel like, I don't know, if just on a very basic level, talking about happiness, like, when I am just, like, it doesn't even have to be anything fancy. Like, for example, in our old neighborhood, the little lake that's out there. Oh, yeah. A couple of times I would just, like, walk over there. One time, or, like, a couple times I would bring a book or whatever, and they they had, like, little benches. I could just, like, sit there. And it's not, it's, like, literally in a neighborhood, so there's still houses everywhere and, like, yeah. everything, but there's, there was just, like, this nice little good-sized lake with a little island in it, and there were, like, birds there, and I could just sit there in, like, the sun and just be, like, Great. feel very at ease. Yeah. So it doesn't even have to be, like, I don't have to go out of my way, or it doesn't have to be, like, a gorgeous beach, or, like, some, it doesn't yeah. have to be anything I don't fancy. have to be on my phone in those moments. I went out... When I went from Georgia, I took my hammock out to a pair of trees that I finally found (laughs) that wasn't far from our cabin um, or from our house and took my book down there. And sometimes I wouldn't even read my book. I'd just stare at the sky and then take a nap. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. Um, I don't know. I feel like that's like a whole other conversation, but there is definitely like a connection. And maybe, I guess not everybody has it, but I feel like maybe like in some ways they do, but... Yeah. Humans have connections to nature for sure. I definitely think that and like you said it's a whole other conversation, but I mean, what are what else are we here for? We're literally talking to my phone and each other so Maybe. people can listen. Oh. That's the whole point of this. Um so, but like I think that 
I guess I fully agree that people have a connection to nature and not everybody does have it because I've seen it. I've seen where people go crazy if they're outside in silence for too long or if they're outside near nature in general for too long. I have friends who physically never want to go camping. And I'm that blows my mind because that's what yeah. I literally grew up in a cabin in the woods. Don't relate. Yeah. And then um, I have friends um, who like go hunting. And that is their piece. That was my dad's piece. He would go out. He would be in his camo. He didn't have to see anything. He could just go. Yeah. And sit there. Yeah. Which, like, honestly is a life changer for me to understand the fact that my dad could just sit somewhere and not care about anything. <laughs> um, all right. Are we moving forward? Any more comments about nature? Um, It's fucking dope. <laughs> you ain't never lied. <laughs> I really love it. <laughs> um, okay, so we're moving to Brazil where we meet Ronaldo Fadul. Yeah, that guy was awesome. <laughs> he was a I surfer and he looks like a surfer, but he's been surfing since 1966. Yeah, man, he and was it's just 2011 like, in the He just looked like movie. dirty and he just had like long blonde he hair. He definitely had skin cancer. Oh, like, for sure. 100%. Everywhere. Uh, yeah. No, we're not making fun of anybody who has skin cancer. I know people that have had it. I'm not joking about you. I'm just saying this man definitely had it like on his chest everywhere. Yeah. It was rough. And he was just like this is my life. This is what makes me happy. Sports I wa- make me happy. Yeah. And they also kind of tied in how, like, like physical activity... Yeah, I literally wrote physical activity can release dopamine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, he was just like, this is what's up. Mm-hmm. He was talking about how, like, his... He was like, if a guy wants to be a doctor, he'll be a doctor. If I want to be a surfer, I am... Like, I became a surfer. If And my daughter wants to be an economist. First of all, what? And then so second of all, he's like, gonna so be. that's what she'll be. And so, like... You have, like, people have to be what they want to be to create that their happiness, is what he was kind of saying. Um, then we go to Waffle House. Hell yeah. We see a master cook, master grill person. Grill master. Yeah? Is that it? Yeah. Okay. Um, and Pretty he, sure. I don't know, he was real happy because he gets to cook all day. A lot of people will be like, oh, well, they just work at Waffle House. It's like the equivalent of people saying, like, oh, working at McDonald's or whatever. But it's like, people like this guy who worked there, like, genuinely love it. He's like, no, I don't need to be anywhere else. This is where I thrive. Yeah. You know what I can do? I can edit that whole portion out. Because we were also choppy and silent in there. So I'll just do that. (laughs) Um, okay. We move forward to, I don't remember her name. The woman with the facial reconstruction. Oh, Melissa something. Yeah. Melissa Moody. That was it. Yeah. She, yeah, no, this is... Yeah, this was definitely really interesting. I like So, that. yeah, I basically she was this lady who was one of the top 50 debutantes in the country. What is that like? Whenever a debutantes were a thing. Like... It throws um, me into Gossip Girl for a minute. Yeah. But, like, basically they're just saying she's, like, this beautiful young woman and she is basically, like, relating how young, beautiful women just, like, come off as happier because they have, like, right. they popularity have <laughs> and beauty and whatever. And she's, like, spent a lot of time... She said that she was really, like, busy all the time, and she was just, like, either volunteering or working or being a social or whatever. hmm And then... She had her kids, so then yeah. she was pretty with kids. Yeah, and was, like, busy being a mom and stuff, and then... I don't know how old she was when the thing happened, but... I don't either, but the thing is, her sister-in-law is, like, coming down her road. She gets out to have a conversation with her. She... They were having a disagreement, in her words... And her hand was caught in the door handle and her sister, like, took off driving and she was, like, screaming and, like, stop and, like, wiggled her hand out of there and then got ran over by the truck. Like, face down. She's face down in the gravel road. And it goes and the truck up ran her over. spine. Yeah. So now we're, like, talking <sighs> to her in the present and she, her she's had, like, her whole face has been reconstructed and she looks... She like, doesn't even look bad. She just no, looks no, no. different. It's more like her. Like you can left tell there was trauma. Her, or her her right hand side of her face was more like lifted up. 
Yeah, like, you can tell that something... There was trauma. Yeah, Yeah. traumatic happened to her. Also, the guy that she was married to at the time, whose sister it was that ran over her and did not fucking stop, divorced her! Yeah. He was like, all right, bye. And then became an alcoholic. Because his wife's face got reconstructed. Yeah. I'm sorry, did you get ran over by a truck? (laughs) No. Sit the fuck down, bro. And, like, okay, he turned to alcoholism, alcohol and alcoholism. That is very, very sad. And if he and her had been in that situation, they would be in very different places now in this lifetime. But also, you fucking divorced her because of this? I just, that made me annoyed. (laughs) Um, But then, she... Like, is thrown into this trauma, and I've never, I've never met anybody who went through this form, not this specific form, but, like, a form of trauma that triggered something like this, but it triggered memories of her father raping mm-hmm. her. Yeah. That's hard. Yeah. I... Just, like, sent her into, like, a yeah. whole, like, spiral, basically, and she was like, wow, I, she I don't... suppress is what she said. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, she goes through all of that kind of thing, and then she, like, realizes what's important to her, I guess, in a way, and mm-hmm. she ends up saying, like, oh, I'm ha- now I'm happier than I was before because, like, I realized what's important to me and, you know, that you have to go through stuff like this. My kids were still there for me, which meant a lot to her. Mm-hmm. Like, she married a guy named happy yeah that was so sweet to me it's just a sign from the universe the universe was like here have this Mm -hmm. (laughs) have this happy human named happy so basically her whole like her whole thing was that you know you can have all these things but like something traumatic can happen and then you can find like a whole new meaning of life which is fucking really crazy and scary in a way because like shit like that could happen at any moment. Like, nothing is guaranteed. Like, we could do, you know, leave the house tomorrow, and the whole entire course of our life can change in a yeah. second. Yeah. And you would have no idea that it was coming or that it was happening. Or how to handle it. Or how to handle it, and then you just kind of deal with it. I feel like, I feel like if you go through something like that, like, I guess you kind of, if you bounce back from it well, then you're much more resilient as a person, and that can kind of help shape It definitely goes the other way, too, as far as upward, because for me, when I got my acceptance letter from UF, it was like, okay, cool, I'm accepted into another cool, another cool, another Another college, but how do I afford it? And then they were like, oh, also, here's a full scholarship. And I shit my pants. Yeah. And was like, oh, wow, how do I, what happens now, what do I do? And, like, while that is a positive thing, it was still, like, very like it still created complications that I had to overcome to get to a positive point I lost my best friend of seven years during all of that so like it's just a lot yeah and here I am today yeah man pretty happy yeah you know? it's crazy um okay so then I mean and this kind of plays into what we just said but we like go to one of the interviews where the guy says the key ingredient to happiness is to recover from adversity quicker that's what she did that's what we've all done, I think, at one point or another in our lives. Yeah. Can you think of something? You're shaking your head, but then you were like, paused. <laughs> I was like, uh, wait. I was just like, I mean, <coughs> I wonder if that sort of ties into the, like, genetic baseline we were talking about, too. Because if, if, you are, if you're already starting at, like, a low point and you go through something like that, then it's going to be even harder for that type of person to be resilient and to bounce back from. Yeah. A negative event in their life. True. But, I mean, you know, I feel like, I mean, it obviously it would depend, it would depend on the severity of the event, but, like, something, like you said, something shitty happens, and then you're just like, okay, okay gotta deal with it. On. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then, you know. And this also ties into that, wow, it just keeps going, um, how the how there's no pleasure without pain and yeah. that plays not only into like the reality of situations but your nervous system itself yeah like on a very basic <laughs> biological level you get a splinter you pull it out 
it hurt to get the splinter, it felt great to get it out, and now you're fine. Like, yeah. whoa. <laughs> yeah. Well, happens so quickly, too. Um, sorry, I lost my place. There we go. Also, this is just a random thing, but, like, there was just, like, videos of homeless people, and I was just thinking to myself, homeless people are some of the most resilient people in the whole world. If I owned a company, I would absolutely take every single homeless person's resume I could. Because you're out there digging for food instead of just giving up and starving to death. You're, like, actively searching for ways to survive. Yeah. Like, survival of the fittest at its finest. Because it can't be easy. People, well, and it really takes a toll on your um, emotion, not emotion, yeah, psychological health. Yeah, entirely. Yeah, emotional, I guess. Because people are abusive, and then people are nice, and you don't really know what's happening. Like, you got no news. I so mean, some of them are the like literally fucking crazy. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And like some of them can't even help that because they come back from a war and have no home or family. And so they have PTSD and no way to get a service dog because they have no money or nowhere to go. Like, and I am a firm believer, this is very off topic, in service dogs because I had a puppy and I was moving back to Florida and we didn't know what to do um, about, like, training her and being beneficial to her life. And we found canines for warriors and gave her to them. Um gave her being a long process we didn't just like drop her off um they found a warrior for her and she is a very happy black lab and they travel the whole u.s (laughs) gwen was like rainbow friend rainbow friend oh my god oh my god gwen's in her cat tree she's climbing out because sydney was playing with her toy she's trying to fix it okay um Ooh, this one is good. It's another money thing. Difference of happy. The difference of happiness between somebody making 5000 and 50000 a year is dramatic, but somebody making between 50000 a year versus $50 million a year is not dramatic. And that is very true. Yeah. That's when they started talking about he... he uh, not heathen. Uh, I don't know. I was not paying attention to the, the concept behind Oh, it. I, I wish I remember the word part. they used. <laughs> Hedonism? I don't know. No, I just am thinking about Crystalia when I think of that word, but I don't think that's <laughs> I don't think that's the word that they use. It was basically like, you know, if you start to base your happiness off the things you have or the or how nice your things are, it's never gonna be good enough. You're right. always gonna want yeah. newer, nicer, or better things. Yeah. No matter what. Because it's like, what, I make maybe 20000 a year? Maybe? Maybe, yes. I haven't actually calculated. Don't quote me on that, guys. But, like, we don't make that much in a year. I would be much happier if I could afford, like, a new car and some nice clothes. But if I was, like, the CEO of a company and all I could afford was a nice car and new clothes versus, like, me doing something that I loved and getting the same thing, like, obviously it's a less dramatic change. Yeah. <coughs> wow, I really dislike having to unlock your phone every five seconds. Um, okay, and then we... So that was when the money, image, and status thing came in versus intrinsic goals. Um, and then we moved to another country. Japan is the least happy country of the wealthy countries. Um, because this guy literally quotes, business is more important. He said that to his girlfriend. And he was like, about his girlfriend. About his girlfriend. He's like, I'll see her tomorrow. (laughs) Okay. Um, but then they got real serious and they were talking about how, um, a lot of Japanese people are dying from being overworked. And (coughs) we meet this woman who lost her husband because he worked, um, for a car company that, he was a quality control supervisor and there was an issue that day or whatever. And he had just been like, he got back from a business trip. He spent like an hour with his daughter and went to bed or something. (coughs) And then he kept having to go back. Um, and he went back one day, like super exhausted and was dealing with the issue. And then his heart, like he passed out and then his heart had stopped before they even made it to the hospital. 
<laughs> I'm going to leave that long silent pause in there so that you can hear that later. Pay attention. <laughs> Gwen, quit distracting your mother. We're almost done. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was pretty sad. I mean, I feel like, I mean, they, they explain where the overworking of Japanese people comes from. Like, they, they said that they literally had to build Japan from the ground up quite literally after yeah. World War II. Yeah. They showed pictures. And it was so rough. all of their, like, work ethic. Yeah. Has yeah. carried on from then. And I mean, they're... That, like, work is top priority over much of anything else. Yeah. So, it makes sense. I mean, they have stuff. They have, like, modern technology and stuff. And they're not happy. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't really talk about... I don't remember which countries specifically do this. And maybe it's more of a newer, newer thing than this documentary is. But people who, like... They get a lot more paid vacation times in certain countries, or they get, like, paid maternal and paternal leave. It's probably Denmark, which... I think Denmark one. is one of them, or maybe, like, the Netherlands or something. Mm-hmm. But that's an interesting concept, too, you know, like, because they, they don't put as much <coughs> um, emphasis on work in their lives. Like, they know that they have to work to make money, but they don't, like, you know, work so much that everything else falls to the wayside. Right, yeah. I think, yeah, I think that makes a large difference in their happiness because of the fact that they're not working to exhaustion. Right, right. Uh-huh. I mean, America's definitely like that. People working their asses off. Like, for what? Yeah. Besides money. Yeah. Like, what else? what else do you have? What else are you doing? Well, and, like, my friends, um, they sold everything that they owned to travel the world, and they seem very happy, and they are going through some serious struggles because they're literally traveling, traveling the world, and that's hard. Like, that takes money, and they wouldn't have that money if they hadn't sold all of their things, and they are very happy, but, like, they had to get to that point, and they had to, like, make that kind of decision, and they still have to think about money even though they're doing, like, they're pursuing their dreams, which is just rough. Money, the root of all evil. Yeah. Speaking of which, um, they then take us to Bhutan, um, which is another Asian country. Super cool. Yeah, and they are quote unquote maximizing gross national happiness. They're like Um, fuck all this, fuck all this (coughs) emphasis on money. Like we don't care how much money we have. We don't care how much money we need or whatever. Yeah, the happiness lies within the self. it's a, f- they have, most people in the world have fleeting pleasures and not contentment. Yeah, um, wow. Yeah. They're really trying to focus there on, like, just... Longevity of the happiness. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And the, the guy, he was in, like, a department of the government, like, information and communications or something. And he said, the government is here to create an environment where happiness can be derived. Rather than that's literally we have what to derive a, our a own branch of their government focuses on for yeah. their people. How to create a country that can create happiness, so that people can like more easily grasp the concept. I feel like that's that doesn't even cross our government's mind. Not even a little bit. Not, not even for a second. Even a tiny bit. They're mostly. I feel, and obviously, I don't work in the government. I don't know, but they're probably they are constantly thinking about money. Yeah. And safety. And, like, knowing every single thing that's going on everywhere else but here. Like, like they know what's going on here, but because they they think that, like, knowing what's going on everywhere else can affect here. And it's like, no, no, no. Take the positive things from everywhere else that you're learning and put it here. Because, Implement. Yeah, we suck. <laughs> Yay, America. Um, Land of the free, though. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, then we move to the quote-unquote happiest place on earth? No. Okay. (laughs) The happiest country, um, consistently ranks as the happiest country on earth, um, Denmark for their social quality and free education through college and free healthcare for life. What's that like? 
Free healthcare for life. I'm Whoa. very, like, lucky that I can have healthcare, first of all, through my mom right now. Second of all, with the company that I work for, like, I'm just lucky that it doesn't cost more than $5 a week. Yeah. Like, that's nice. I like that. Mm-hmm. I know that there's more to it than that, but, like, for my own bills purposes, $5 a week is not horrible. Yeah, but, I mean, I'm at, like... If you don't get it through your job, how the fuck else are you supposed to afford it? Right. That blows yeah. my mind. You go to the ER and it's $500 just for, like, looking at them. <laughs> yeah. Like, What's up? Yeah. I'm sick. Um, I wonder, side note, I wonder if there are documentaries about the American healthcare system because okay. I want to watch There's them. gotta be. We'll look it up. Um, this also focuses on a family in Denmark where they live in a co-housing community with 20 families total. So there's, like, some teenagers, some, like, preteens, some younger children, um, some older people, like, older couples, older family members, and then, like, families themselves. And it's just really cute to see. It was really really heartwarming. Like, I... They just, like, share one big plot of land, and they all share the chores, they all share the cooking, like, the mom was like, I only have to cook, sure, I have to cook for, like, you know, a bunch of people, Yeah. but I only have to do it one or two times a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And And it just makes everything so much easier. And it gives her the opportunity to, you know, spread her attention to other areas of her life. She's like, I get, like, two or three hours just to hang out with my kids right every evening and that's after she's worked a full day and before she does like household chores or whatever yeah she showers hangs out with her kids and then does stuff yeah it's just it was really nice to see because it that doesn't happen very often and like i have i have a friend who i can think of specifically that like she takes the time for her kids and she's a teacher and she's a dance teacher and like and her husband works with UF, and it's just, like, a lot going on that they have. And she's yeah. got two kids, and that, like, she's a super mom, and it's unreal. Um, but, like, in our society, it's right. probably a lot, you know, she she probably feels a lot more pressure in her situation than, like, this Denmark mom does. Absolutely, absolutely. You know? I know for a fact that she does, because I've worked with her for so long. Like, yeah. Um. I wonder, I mean, I'm sure there are places like that here, but I feel like it's not really from, like, a a happiness or a convenience perspective. I feel like people who live in places like that is is because it's, like, low income or, like... Yeah, they're miserable. Yeah. And they still can't. They don't work together. People have lost the concept of cooperation in America. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. It's more selfish to work together. Yeah, everyone just, like, cares more about themselves and not really wanting to, like... Yeah. Help other people or... You get hired to work at a job and you become a part of that team. You weren't invited to be a part of that team. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like, it's a job you found and you're good at it. So here you go. Good luck. Yeah. Um, Versus, like, people coming together and deciding to make everything be cohesive. Um, Then we move forward from, like, family to the greater concept of happiness and how people need something larger to care about like religion spirituality other things like that and they mention how not all religions are happy um i that it's just like a whole concept in and of itself and i really don't want to spend too long on it because a i'm not a religious person um so i cannot confirm nor deny i just know that like when i did practice religion I was happy I wasn't unhappy I just also like found other like ways and paths for me to be happy (laughs) Um, besides yeah besides dedicating my time to something that I wasn't fully sure of um and like that to me has helped ground myself in my own happiness um instead of like questions and tears I cried a lot when I was religious Mm. like a lot (laughs) um while that doesn't necessarily mean anything horrible like crying can be good and bad I it was just a big change for me um but they basically talk about how not all religions are happy I think that's very like subjective like you said you said that while we were watching too yeah um 
some food for thought for you guys. That's really all that was. Um, then we go to Okinawa, where it's also, it's more of another, it's another, like, close-knit community of a lot of elderly people. And then the, like, younger people are usually the families. Um, and they talk about, they, like, buried the ashes of some of their deceased together to create, yeah. quote-unquote, one family. Yeah. Um, they have more 100-plus-year-old <coughs> people like than they per do capita people. in the world. Than yeah. anywhere else in the world. world. Yeah, and all these old people are not just like chilling in a home. They are dancing. Yeah. And hanging out. And then there's this video of these children all in cute little hats. And I mean like toddlers. Like they're they're not over like five years old. And they're all just running, almost falling because they're so small. And the caption said future 100 year olds. Yeah, that was so funny. We both audibly screamed. It was <laughs> adorable. Um... Flash to, we're almost done, guys, but flash to a middle school, so we're working our way down in age, I guess. Um, talking about hearts and kindness, and um, two kids that get bullied get up to talk separately. Um, and it's just... They volunteer to talk. Too. Yeah, they volunteer to talk, first of all, after being bullied, which is, like, A+. Plus. Um, and... I think he's, like, a comedian and, I guess, a speaker, like, a normal speaker. But he was just talking about, like, what's in your heart and, like, following what's in your heart. Which is relevant to happiness because if kids don't know what's in their heart, they won't know what makes them happy. Um, kids or don't how really to make understand, others happy. like, empathy either. Right. Really, so you can't describe age, it that way. So they don't really, like, unless... They need to make the connection... To realize what they're doing and saying to other people, what kind of effect it they has have to on have other a situation, people. yeah, versus to compare it to like words. otherwise they just don't get it. Yeah, and the, so that's what this guy was doing, just like making assemblies and like basically forcing the kids to realize the implications that their actions can have on yeah. other people. Yeah, he and closed. I think that's important. It really is, and like the like I feel like schools don't do that a lot. They don't intervene enough, and I mean. Hashtag 13 reasons why. But uh, <laughs> they don't intervene enough in general. Like, like my school, we had a, a large loss of three different kids in, like, the same year. More than that, probably. Um, but three that I can think of immediately off the top of my head that took a hard hit for our entire community. And we had assemblies for them, like, once or twice, ever. And it was like, we've just lost a large part of, like, what brought us together. They were all involved in things that brought people together. And, like, we didn't talk about what led them to that point. And not, they were not suicides, I will clarify. Um, but, like, they were all instances that needed to be talked about in whichever situation the lives were lost. And, like, nobody talked about that kind of stuff. Like, it, it was just a lot. And it definitely could have done more for kids. Um... This guy, sorry, that got really deep and dark, and it could have gotten darker, but I'm going to stop talking. Um, but the guy closed with, the best thing we can do for a child is help them learn love. Extremely important. Yeah. V important. Please do that if you have children, or if you know people that have children. Don't just, like, yell at them about things. Yes, you can yell at them. Fully support disciplinary action. <laughs> but also, they need to not just, like... They need to understand what they did wrong, yeah. or what they... Or if they are getting bullied, they need to understand the perspectives of all people involved and to not become a bully because that's usually how it starts. Also, I want to go back to the Okinawa thing for a second because uh -huh. um, I feel like just their whole way of living was so different and they're, they're <coughs> like an island community, which was cute, but... It's just like, like the part where it was all these old ladies and they're just like, you know, we're all here for each other. Like we all do things for each other. Like you said, one family is their whole like MO. It's their mantra. <laughs> and, um, and then like the one lady was like, oh, I drink sake before I go to bed. Helps me fall asleep and we sleep a lot. And so like, that's how we're so healthy. Yeah. They're, I, they're whole just like. Their laid-back way of living, I guess. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're all a large majority of these people are living to be more than 100 years old. Like, yeah. that is saying something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
Absolutely. It is interesting. Um, which also speaks to this. What lies at the core of a human being before we had things? So, like, before the yeah. internet, before social media, before video games, before I could control BB-8 in my living room. Yeah. What made people happy. Yeah. I mean, I'll tell I you think... right now, when I was a kid, before I cared about any of that, before I had a MySpace or a Facebook, I would go out and ride my horse and ride my four-wheelers with my friends and yeah. go hunting with my dad. They, I don't remember when in the documentary this was said, but they, it says, like, we are, like, socially programmed to feel reward from, like, social interaction. Right, yeah. So just being with other people, like-minded or otherwise, just, like, is good for the psyche. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that it's that's definitely true because I met you, got, I met you at SeaWorld and, like, that... It's created a lasting friendship, I think, and, like, amongst our friend group as a whole, too. Yeah. Just because we all agree on, like, one major thing. Yeah, we have, like, we had a common goal at the time, and now... Yeah. Yeah. And we found other things, and, I don't know, just being in company of each other is good. Yeah. For our souls. (laughs) Yeah. Um... Um, and then we meet the Bushmen of, and I don't remember their tribe Namibia. name. Namibia! But oh, yeah, they live oh. in Namibia. They, there's like a, they have a tribe name, but they live in Namibia. She's not wrong. Um, and they're they the most very... They're same. the most closely related to... Genetically, yeah. To like ancestral humans. Yeah. Um, they live very... They still, like, stalk their prey and shoot it with bow and arrow. Yeah. And pick berries. Um, and wear loincloths. I cried because it was beautiful. <laughs> like, yeah. like I really, like, to be as happy as they were, and I don't even want to use the word portrayed, because it's just, they just set a video camera in that community, and, it, like, you could see the happiness exuding from everything that they did. Yeah. Whether they were hunting or, like, I feel like a lot of it was that they were just together. They were just doing things. Yeah. Living. And and the healing each other thing, that was really interesting because, like, they don't have modern medicine in that country. So they just believe that if they all come together and just have, like, a ritual around the fire, that that's going to, like, heal the the sick person. Yeah. (laughs) And they were like, what did you eat today? He's like, I don't know. And then they were like, that's what made you sick. Throw it up. I didn't say throw it up, but, like, yeah. that was going to be the solution. And, and it's crazy because we're like, oh, I feel chant. kind of sick. I go straight to the store and buy medicine for whatever is wrong with me. And God. it's like, they're just like. They're like, we'll chant around the fire us. and it'll help. Yeah. Oh, my God. Whoa. My whole heart. Um, so then we move past that and we meet just kind of like the the science, the scientists and other things behind all of this. Um and compassion meditation, which I kind of want to try. Yeah. Um, and how, like, people that meditate for the sole purpose of creating more compassion within themselves have created more happiness because having compassion for other people helps them be happy. It's crazy how strong the mind really is. But I'm, you have to, like, exercise it appropriately to right. for it to be its full potential yeah i mean like that's my this is gonna be so it's so off topic but like like i have to tell myself to like not go get a milkshake enough and then eventually i won't want milkshakes anymore (laughs) and that's just like because i've done that before like i cut bread out for two weeks one time and because i wasn't thinking (laughs) about it enough it it stopped wanting bread (laughs) like it's mind-blowing that, that something so simple can just happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the last few things... has a lot to do, too, with just, like, being in tune with your brain. Yeah, and your body. What your body and your needs. your body, yeah. Like, today I really wanted some vegetables. Like, very much so. <laughs> um, formula for happiness is not the same for everyone, but the things we love will help us find that happiness. Um... So, like, for me, having my horse makes me very happy. Um, and then the last 
long-term thought was uh, the more you have, the more you can share it and help others. So, like, the more you, more mm-hmm. happiness you have, not the more, like, material things. Yeah. Um, I agree with that because then, you know. Yeah. You just exude it to some degree. Mm-hmm. And then you can spread it. Yeah. I think that's really important. I mean, I can I can definitely confirm because anytime I'm happier, even if other people are unhappy, A, I feel bad that other people are unhappy and I know how to, like, do my best to either help them or, like, avoid becoming negative because I am, because I am happy. And, like, I definitely see it when other people are happy. Like, at, when I'm at work, I am like, okay, Cheyenne, like, you're fine. You can do this. Be happy with them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also... A this was just kind of a thought like as we were going through the ending scenes and stuff and it was talking about that um, it's just like one of the reasons that I love the entertainment industry so much because like you're giving happiness to other people just through like imagery and music and like yeah. fantasy and that to me is so it's so important and so it's powerful underrated because people don't understand like um like I said, we were going to close out, but people are always just like, oh, like, dance will never make you enough money. You won't become a singer because, like, look at Taylor Swift. You'll never be Taylor Swift. Not me. I'm not a singer. I'm not saying that. I just mean in general for, like, people that criticize artists. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, but, like, I'm doing something that I enjoy and I'm giving it to other people and they are enjoying it. Yeah. They are make- they are becoming happy because of something I could do for them. Yeah. And that, in turn, is making me happy. It's just, like, this whole cycle of happiness and people underestimate art for what it is. So appreciate art, people. (laughs) Do better. Uh, Any closing words, Sydney? Because we're about to lose this thing. It's going to cut us off in, like, six minutes. Um, I feel like this definitely shared other perspectives. You know, there are (coughs) days where I'm just, like upset about nothing and it's like oh I really liked when that lady was talking about people who count their blessings are happier Mm -hmm. she's like you know every Sunday night you sit down and list five things that you're grateful for yeah and I think that that is something that I should try to focus on more maybe because it's like sometimes there are things that happen or something going on that just like triggers my anxiety or whatever it is and just like I just feel like shit for seemingly no reason. Maybe I just need to try to focus on the things that I do have or the things that I am fortunate for or whatever. And it's easier said than done in practice, but yeah, I mean, I mean, I love notebooks. Give me another excuse to get a notebook. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, you know, sure. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like something shitty that happens to me maybe sometimes. And I'm okay, sure. I had a bad day at work, but again, I come home to the apartment that I bitch about being so shitty all the time. But compared to the fucking hut that these people are living in in the slums of India, like it's a fucking beautiful mansion. Yeah. So I just need to like fucking be grateful and stop being a first world complaining asshole. <laughs> I think we all feel that way sometimes too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, she really summed it up pretty well. But they don't I know hope... any different, and neither do we. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely... This is this is nice for compared to what I've been through. Um, another story for another day. <laughs> um, I hope you guys made it to the end, because we got some good shit, especially here at the end. It was a good documentary. I recommend people watch it. It's just yeah. very... I, th- I found it to be heartwarming. I thought it was, like I said... You you get to see a lot of different people's perspectives on it. It goes faster than you think it does. Yeah, it really it does. Good. And it affects everyone. It's going to affect everyone differently. But yeah, because you're going to think of things that you've been through and that you could do in your own personal life yeah. to be happy or to make I do think happy. it is a common goal for everyone in the world, humans in general, to be happy. I think that's like the goal for everyone for the most part. You know, yeah. no one says like, Oh, what do you want to be in life? Fucking miserable. Okay, no one's going to say that, you know? Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> so it's like, you just got to figure out what it is and it's different for everybody. And I think that's important too. I think that's beautiful. And too. I think you should know, 
If you don't know what it is that makes you happy, you should figure it out. Yeah. And there's no pressure into figuring it out, but it's like... And you will find it. Like, you yeah. You may us- underestimate, you may say, I've tried this and I've tried that, but, like, you truly, like, I know the things that make me happy. I know dancing makes me very happy, and I know riding horses makes me very happy. So, yeah. like, you just kind of, know, you will find those things, whether or not that was in your childhood or now, and yeah. it will change And they can life. change. Oh, absolutely. They can definitely change. It can yeah. be something that, you know, you, you once valued could, you could not care about you know, however long from now. And that's fine, too. Because you change as a person all the time. Every day. Every time you experience something, it changes you in a way. Yeah. All right, guys. Um, We will see you next time. Don't know what we're going to watch yet, but we'll get there eventually. You'll find out with us. Thanks for listening so much. Um, Follow us on Instagram. Follow Gwen at LilCatGwen. Um, follow me at C Jerica. Mine's Sid M. S Y D D D D M. That's four D's That's if four you didn't D's. get that. Oh God. It's okay. I was like counting it as you were saying. Thank you. All right. Um, we'll see you guys next time. No, we won't. We'll be back <laughs> to talk to you next time. And have a good night. Bye. Merry Christmas. Oh my God. Merry Christmas. Bye.